I want to encourage you to take your Bible, if you would, and turn with me to the book of 1 John, chapter 4. That's the first letter of John at the end of the New Testament. 1 John, chapter 4. We'll be looking at some verses there in just a moment. In the Gospel of John, chapter 17, verse 3, Jesus said, Eternal life is to know you, the only true God. Knowing God. Over these past few Sundays online, we've been focusing on some of God's attributes. In our first lesson, we learned that He is omniscient. That is, He knows everything about everything, past, present, and future. In our second lesson, we learned that He is omnipresent. That is, that He is present everywhere at once, all the time. In our third lesson, we learned that He is omnipotent. That is, He is all-powerful, almighty, Nothing is too difficult for him. In our fourth lesson, we learn that he is gracious. That is, his grace gives us what we need, not what we deserve. In our fifth lesson, we learn that he is faithful. That is, he is dependable, reliable. We can count on him without fail. He always keeps his word. That brings us to today's lesson. He is love. Follow along in your Bible this morning as I read from 1 John chapter 4. We'll pick it up with verse 7. 1 John chapter 4, verse 7. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed His love among us. He sent His one and only Son into the world that we might live through Him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Down to verse 16. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Don't miss those words. God is love. In essence, His love means that God wants what is best for me. He is for me, not against me. He desires what is good in my life. He longs to bless me. He tries to help me, not harm me. Again, He is love. God wants what is best for me. Knowing God, He is love. Of all the Bible verses describing God's love for us, and there are many, Perhaps Ephesians 3, verses 18 and 19 gives the clearest picture of the scope or the dimensions of God's love. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep the love, how deep His love really is. May you experience the love of Christ. How wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love really is. Let's take a closer look at these four dimensions of God's love today. First, God's love is wide enough to include everyone. God's love is wide enough to include everyone. In Psalm 145, verse 17, the Bible tells us that the Lord is loving towards some that He has made. No, that's not what it says. It says the Lord is loving toward all He has made. 
There isn't anyone who isn't included in God's love. God's love is wide enough to include everyone, young or old, male or female, rich or poor, black or white, good or bad, lovely or unlovely. In fact, it was God's love for the unlovely that got Jesus in trouble with the religious fanatics of his own day. They could not understand why did he spend so much time with tax collectors and prostitutes and lepers and demon-possessed, the poor and all the other outcasts of society, the marginalized people. He spent time with them because that's what God's love does. But I think the greatest illustration of the width of God's love is on the cross. In Romans 5 and verse 8 we read, God put His love on the line for us by offering His Son in sacrificial death even while we were of no use whatever to Him. We asked Jesus, How much do you love me? This much? And He answers, No. More than that. And we ask, This much? And He answers, No. More than that. And we ask, this much? And he says, no, much, much more than that. I love you this much. Friend, it wasn't the nails that held Jesus to the cross. It was his love for you and for me. That's how wide God's love is. It includes everyone. It includes you and me, even though we did not in any way whatever deserve it. So first, God's love is wide enough to include everyone. And then God's love is long enough to be everlasting. God's love is long enough to be everlasting. Jeremiah 31 verse 3, such a wonderful verse. I have loved you, God says, with an everlasting love. Isaiah 54 verse 10 puts it this way, though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken. Don't miss those words, unfailing love. Like that song we sang earlier, your love never fails, it never gives up, it never runs out on me. You see, human love may dry up, but God's love for us is everlasting. It is unfailing. It will last forever and ever. Twenty-six times in Psalm 136, the psalmist repeats the words, His love endures forever. His love endures forever. His love endures forever. Twenty-six times. You think he wanted us to get the point? God's love for us is patient, persistent, persevering. I mean, isn't it good news to know that God's love will never quit or die? He loves you on your good days and He loves you on your bad days. His love is not conditioned to your response. It is unearned, undeserved, unconditional. God is love. He always, always wants only what is best for you. You just need to accept His love. So second, God's love is long enough to be everlasting. And then, God's love is high enough to reach everywhere. God's love is high enough to reach 
everywhere. Psalm 36 and verse 5 says, Your love, O Lord, reaches to the heavens. The Apostle Paul worded it this way, Romans 8 verse 39, Neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Quite simply, there's no place that we can go where God's love cannot reach. We can never, ever be separated from God's love. Now, if you're looking for an antidote to loneliness during this COVID-19 isolation, here it is. The fact is, we're sooner or later separated from those we love here on this earth. Sometimes it's a matter of distance, sometimes it's a matter of death. But if we are a Christian, we will never be alone because we know that we are loved by God. And nothing, absolutely nothing, can separate us from His love. So third, God's love is high enough to reach everywhere. And then God's love is deep enough to solve everything. God's love is deep enough to solve everything. David wrote in Psalm 40 verses 11 and 12, My only hope is in your love, for problems far too big for me to solve are piled higher than my head. <laughs> I mean, can you identify with David or what? So often we seem to be in over our heads. What a blessing it is to know that God's love is not shallow. No matter what problem we might be facing, even if we're in over our heads, God's love is deeper still. Remember the story of Corey and Betsy Ten Boom? They were Christians who during World War II hid Jews in their home to protect them from the Nazis. And when they were discovered, they were taken to a concentration camp. Corey came out alive, but Betsy was killed. At one point in the book or the movie, The Hiding Place, after they'd witnessed one atrocity after another, Corey said to Betsy, This place is the pit of hell. And I'll never forget Betsy's reply. There is no pit so deep that God's love is not deeper. Some of us may have hit bottom this morning. Maybe you've hit bottom financially. Or maybe you've hit bottom emotionally. Maybe you've hit bottom physically. Maybe you've hit bottom spiritually. So let me ask you, where is God when we hit bottom? Look at Deuteronomy 33 and verse 27. The eternal God is your refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. Don't miss that. Underneath are His everlasting arms. When we hit bottom, guess who is underneath the bottom? God. So just let go and fall into His arms of love. Holding me still, holding me near in your arms of love. If you've hit rock bottom today, just let go and drop into God's arms of love. Just let Him catch you and support you. When it seems like you have nowhere else to turn and you just can't hang on any longer, God's got you. He loves you. And He can solve whatever crisis may come your way. So forth, God's love is deep enough to solve everything. 
Well, how much does God love us? Well, the scope of His love is four-dimensional. It's wide enough to include everyone. It's long enough to be everlasting. It's high enough to reach everywhere. And it's deep enough to solve everything. Knowing God. Today we've discovered that He is love. God is love personified. He always and only wants what is best for us. We need to realize how much God loves us. The width, length, height, and depth of His love. He only desires what is good for us. He longs to bless us. He always tries to help us, never to harm us. So how will you respond to God's love today? I want to say a word to anyone who might be watching this that's an unbeliever today. God loves you. Maybe you're saying, oh really, well, eh, that's nice, but I don't really want to hear this. I'm fearful of God, and I'm not so sure that God wants anything to do with me. If that's you, then 1 John 4 verses 18 and 19 is just for you. We need have no fear of someone who loves us perfectly. His perfect love for us eliminates all dread of what He might do to us and shows that we're not fully convinced that He really loves us. And so you see, our love for Him comes as a result of His loving us first. And I just want to say again, God loves you. You can trust Him. You can rely upon Him. You don't have anything to fear you need to embrace Jesus Christ as the forgiver and the leader of your life. And let God love you and just respond back with your love for Him in a personal relationship with Him. I want to say another word to the inactive believer today. And that is God loves you. Maybe you're saying, well, I've been drifting. I've really stumbled a lot lately. I've backslidden. I've fallen away from God. And quite frankly, my life is a mess. God couldn't possibly love me right now. <laughs> I just want to say Isaiah 54 and verse 7 is for you. God says, with deep love, I will take you back. Don't miss that. With deep love... I will take you back. No matter how far you've wandered from God, you can come home today. God is like the father in the parable of the prodigal son. He is, he is anxiously waiting for you to come home. And he's just waiting to throw his arms around you and show his love to you in ways you can never imagine. God loves you. Would you come home to him today? And then I want to say a word to the active believer. And that is, God loves you. Maybe you're saying, oh, I've heard all this before. I know God loves me. What's the big deal? Well, 1 John 3 and verse 1 is for you. What marvelous love the Father has extended to us. Just look at it. We're called children of God. That's who we really are. And I just want to say to you today, if you have lost the sense of wonder and awe of the love that God has for you, you can recapture that today. God loves you. And you can love Him too. Don't ever lose that awe. 
unbeliever, inactive believer, active believer, whatever, wherever you are in your relationship with God today, I just want to assure you, God loves you.